Hi, I'm Madeline. I'm Rachel, and this is Empathetically Apathetic. Here's our regular disclaimer. We're both therapists, but this isn't therapy. We hope you enjoyed this episode. All right, so listen. Do you ever get jealous when you see... Oh, I guess you live in a house. But, like, sometimes I get jealous when I hear my neighbor getting food delivered. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can I tell you... (laughs) And I think that just there, happened. That's why I mentioned that. <laughs> there's this person, this dude that lives um, across the way in the apartment. I think I mentioned this the other day to you, that this person that lives across the way from the apartments in my partner's place that uh, gets food delivered but doesn't do anything with it. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm what not do you lying. mean? I'm not, I'm not, like literally the food will sit out there for like a day. Are you and serious? And then here's, here's the catch. Sometimes, and it's sometimes it's a lot of food and it's like a big family size box of food from like a whole ass restaurant. Oh my God. And sometimes it's like a large Coke. <laughs> What? And then here's the other kicker. Sometimes it's the whole meal plus the drink. And he will come out sometime later and won't take all of it inside. You're lying. What? I'm not lying. (laughs) I'm not lying. I'm really, really not lying. What? We've been having this conversation. Is he okay? Every, Every time we pass by this this apartment like it's it's an ongoing thing that we notice Uh, I have so many questions I have so many questions but actually that person just moved um and so we'll never oh no wait, 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 wait wait here's another one food got delivered after he moved What? I don't get it. Do you And then think... it disappeared, so I don't know who picked it up. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, do you think he gets it delivered and leaves it out there for other people to just take? No, 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 no. No, there are other there are other factors that lead me to believe that he navigates the world very differently than we do. Oh. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, maybe he's doing a service, like, free food. Here, here it is. <laughs> but no, the part that gets it me sounds like, like the yeah. part that gets me is the taking some of it, but not all right. of it. Do you wonder if he, it's like this from the same place? Is it usually from the same place? Yeah. Or? Um, like, does he order from the same place over and over again? Or is the yeah. food and the drink from the same place? Um, does he order from the same place, like from the same restaurant? No, 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 no. I've seen it from the like this breakfast place, Broken Yolk. I've seen it McDonald's. I've seen it Chick Fil A. I've seen it like Applebee's. Chill. It's like usually like chain restaurants. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. That's I've an- seen just like I've seen just like a Seven Eleven like big slurp before. Wow. I'm fascinated by this, and I have so many possible 
like hypotheses like do you (laughs) my mind is racing right now do you think that there's a level of like I'm hungry but I don't actually trust where this food comes from and therefore I will never eat it but I want food and that maybe sometimes I'll I only trust some of it Oh, that's not where my brain went. My brain went, has always gone gone to like, maybe you ordered it and you like straight up forgot, forgot that you ordered yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. I don't think that this person leaves, left their house very often. Yeah. Um, which also concerns me because they had a dog. Oh. Um, and also a whole ass couch up sideways on their lanai oh wait i don't know interesting um and so i can so my brain kind of went to like yeah ordering it and forgetting about it right Um, or i have recently because of some other things that we've noticed um thought maybe somebody else is ordering it for him. Oh, that would make more sense. And he yeah. doesn't know. I still don't. Or he doesn't want it. Yeah. 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 Like someone's trying to take care of him. Yeah. He, but in a way that like either he's not, he's disconnected to the point where he's like not, uh, like doesn't know the food is there. Yeah. Or, he doesn't want the food and doesn't yeah. want to be taken care of. That makes more Here's sense the thing than me saying to, he doesn't trust the food. Yeah, I, I still don't know about the taking some of it and leaving some. Maybe he wasn't in the mood for the rest. <laughs> you know. He's like, I don't actually like that. I'll leave it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. yeah. What it happens? Always... Does he take it and throw it away eventually? Or what happens to it after Yeah, that? yeah. I was just going to okay. say, like, at some point it all does disappear somehow, but there has been like, there was like a whole box of like, I assume food from broken yolk. Cause it's literally just a breakfast brunch spot. Um, and not like, like a bag of food, like a uh, box. Yeah. Bo- big box. Like multiple meals. Like, yeah. looks like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to, else to describe it like tall and how to describe a box like it's not like it didn't look like a food box like you would only notice that it's a food box because it had broken yolk written all over it yeah right yeah. it could otherwise be seen as like it was the size of like a moving box that was mm. out there for i think like a week oh my gosh yeah and like i'm not I mean, I know I've made some guesses at how this person lives their life. I don't know, though. No yeah. judgment. No, no. Curiosity. I'm just, like, so curious. I want to so know curious. so badly. I really want to know. Please, please find out somehow. And also, like, how much food did you have to order to get that big of a box? What? So how can I... Like, maybe you ordered, like, merch. <laughs> True. <laughs> maybe it wasn't and then food. Maybe it was merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was, like, wholesale. Good point. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
here's what I do know, or I could take a good guess. Food, not his love language. (laughs) (laughs) Good segue. I love that. I appreciated that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here with the segues. (laughs) But like conversational segues are like, like, (laughs) (laughs) I am a conversational, a conversational segwayist. That's my new thing. Segwist? Segway, seguin? Seguestrian? I don't know. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway. Either way, food is our love language, we have decided. Yeah. Yes. For and this sure. is what we are talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. So, first, let's, like, I feel like we need to lay the groundwork. I feel like a lot, I used to think that everyone knew what the love languages were, and everyone was very privy to this conversation of love languages. And then a little while ago, I asked someone, hey, what's your love language? And I, they clear, they were not privy to this conversation because they said, ooh, working out. Uh, no, that ain't it. <laughs> I said, that's, I don't, I don't want to shame you, but that's not an option. You said, try again, please. <laughs> and then, and yeah, and I, and then we had to explain. So let's talk about what even our love language is. Um, first, mm-hmm. before we get to our, our hot topic for today. Yeah. Well, I don't know the history of love languages. Um, my coworker was like, oh, like a pastor or something created them, like someone in the, in a religious community. Um, yeah, I think this. so. It was like a, some like, um, like Christian like book. He like wrote yeah, a book on it. Something like that. Um, so just off the bat, so sorry, do not have background knowledge of how the love languages were developed. Not something I've dug into very much because it's not a huge interest of mine. Um, but the love languages are essentially just five different categories or ways or behaviors or things that we do that make us feel cared for. Um, or or things that we would like to receive, ways that we feel like love is given or received in our lives that feels useful for us or meaningful. Um, so those love languages include physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and quality time. Um, yeah, I yeah. looked it up. His name is Gary Chapman. It was a 1992 book that he wrote called The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. I don't like Uh, the word mate. I kind of hate that, yeah. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) To your mate. I don't. um, It makes me uncomfortable. Sounds religious. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I don't know if he is religious. Uh, It doesn't matter, honestly. I think he's a doctor of some sort. Yeah, I'm not mad if he is religious. That's not the point. Um, I just don't know a ton about the history of it. So that is yeah. what I heard. I don't know. I, there we go. Please fact check us. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> probably. Same. Most likely. 
<laughs> yeah. My very quick Google search told me that. So please yeah. don't. I mean, it's not any, any uh, yes, we are official data. Yeah. <laughs> we like to admit when we're wrong. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so the thing about love languages, right, is that like, it's like this uh, ongoing conversation that has kind of really, some people take it very, very, very seriously. Yes, they do. Uh, Some people don't know what they are at all. And I think the general consensus that I notice is that it's kind of like, um... It's kind of like a like a starting point or like just like a way to like conceptualize or formulate thoughts around how we show up for people and how people yeah. can show up for us. Like it's not at least for me it's really not like a it's not like a rule book. No. By any means. It's just kind of like a way uh an opportunity to reflect on how we show up for ourselves and others. Mhm. Yeah, and it's also, like, a way of identifying in what kind of domains in your life do you, like, are you accessing your care for other people or are people caring for you in this kind of sections or domains? Um, And just kind of being able to, like, categorize that in your mind, um, which sometimes just just feels useful for people, um, having, like, labels and things to like categorize things in their life um does that make sense yeah yeah Yeah. kind of like to be able to give actual language to these things right yes yeah Um, yeah, yeah, that's what i'm trying to say definitely i feel it is similar right it's similar to like myers-briggs in that like it's literally like you said just giving language Mm -hmm. and it can change throughout your lifetime and um, culture and background and upbringing also like weighs heavily on how we navigate the world in these ways. Like, yeah, yeah. All of that is like impacting or informing whatever your love language is. Yeah. Essentially just another way that we make meaning of our experiences. Yeah, for sure. So do we believe in them how much do you like put stock into love languages and what are our love languages we're gonna talk about that yeah 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 I um put stock in it to the extent of like to the extent that whoever I'm asking or whoever I'm in relationship with puts stock into it right if someone's saying how do I say this? If someone's saying like, eh, I kind of like align with gifts, mm-hmm. right? Then I kind of know in the back of my head that they like don't feel very strongly. They're kind of like, eh, about it. But if someone's like, words of affirmation make me feel super, super uncomfortable. I, I don't like it. Then really it's more so like that. that's how serious I take it. Yeah. Right? Like how how it's communicated to me is more important than what the actual love language is. Right. Yeah. I was going to say like the love languages give us information on essentially how to build connection with other people um, and how to develop that in a, in a way that feels like very intentional. Yeah. Um, So I think like, yeah, how much stock in it is probably similar to what you're saying. Like 
if other people are like, oh, I really care about acts of service, then I'm probably going to like prioritize like giving that person acts of service um, and knowing yeah. those things about them, right? Being able like being able to identify, yes, this person likes this. This is how they mm-hmm. feel connected or cared for or whatever. Um, so I'm going to honor that. Yeah, to an extent, to the best of that I can. Well, depends on how much I like them, too. Yeah, also, I'm just thinking, <laughs> right? Because some people, I have some folks in my world who, like, their love language is physical touch. And oh, that's, yeah. like, probably the last one for me, maybe. I don't know about the hierarchy of that. But, I like, I don't connect with, like, physical touch at all. Um, and so when someone's like, I really value physical touch, I'm like, I, we could do more high fives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I think that's important. Do you want to come up with an individualized cool handshake? Yeah, yeah. Because that feels like personal. (laughs) It's unique. (laughs) Just because someone has a love language doesn't mean that you can only connect with them in, through that, their love language, right? Because yours matters too. Yeah. Um, and just like with anything in relationships, it's a balance of meeting one another's needs yeah. in a way that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, 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 I'm I'm not super big on physical touch with like friends or certain people. Yeah. Um, so like, if you want to touch me all the time, I'm probably going to be like, stop, stop touching me all the time. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. Consent is still important here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I agree. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so to the extent, I'm like. Yeah, I I I see you. Yeah, I see you. And high five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I hate it so much. I just like I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have to have a particular relationship with someone for me to feel like physical touch is great. Yeah. I don't know. I got. I'm making yeah. myself uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, let's talk about what our love languages are. Now that I've mentioned the physical touch is not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you go first. Does it matter if I go first? Because ours, ours is the same. It's the same. It's the it's, same. It's the same. <laughs> um, what if we were like? One, two, three, say it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like that, wait, like that TikTok challenge that's like, close your eyes and see if you can clap at the same time. Yeah. Should we try? We should do that. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Not right. Wait, right now? Okay. (laughs) Who's going to do it right now? Okay, ready? Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. No. (laughs) You're close. No, 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 no. It was delayed up. No, it was not delayed on my end. Well, then I think I was delayed because I definitely clapped first and then you clapped. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if we're meant to do Ooh. this virtually. Okay, well, I wonder if when we play this back and listen to it, if it actually is delayed or Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> That'll be so... Because in my end, I'm like, we did it! <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, we were close. Um, okay, we're, I'm getting sidetracked. Both of our love languages um, are acts of service and quality time. Yes. And I don't really, I don't, 
dislike the other three, but I know some folks that have like, here are my percentages of all five. And I don't know what that is. I just know that like acts of services and quality time far outweigh the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Like, I think I could look mine up, but I think words of affirmation might be my third, which makes me question that. Cause I don't feel like that's true. Um, mm-hmm. And then gifts and, and physical touch at the bottom too, but I don't know which one is the last one, but I was, every time I've thought about this, I'm like, I feel like I want all of them pretty equally. I mean, gifts probably like lowest, but mm-hmm. I want all the other ones, maybe like not super equally, but like, I like them all. I like them all. And if I can have them in combination, that's ideal. <laughs> and I, this sounds very uh, self-oriented of me, but I think I'm really good at giving them. All, oh yeah, you know? all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, pretty yeah, like sure. well. So yeah. that is actually so that that brings me to something that pops up in my head often around um, words of affirmation. Is that a lot of folks guess that words of affirmation is my top. And oh, weird. Right? Yeah. I also think that's weird. Thank you. That was really yeah. bad. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't know that I, I ever really give you words of affirmation, so. Don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I think why people think that, though, is because... I'm in a field where I practice it all the time. Oh, yeah. I practice giving feedback. I practice being able to receive feedback. And so I can do it. I don't enjoy it, per se. Mm, Um, So I think that's why a lot of folks assume that I am. And because I, you know, have ADHD and I just, like, talk all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that I really, like... Like, I don't really value it, and uh, I don't know that. Mm, uh, yeah, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, all in all, really, the the point we're trying to get across during this episode is that we think food should be the sixth love language. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that that's why we were talking about That is, Yes. <laughs> I have the outline in front of my face. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and I say this all the time when this conversation does come up. I just said it in a staff meeting earlier this week. I think food is the sixth love language because it transcends all of these things. Yeah, it really. Food does. transcends. Yeah. Everything. Always. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, like every, outside of this conversation, yeah, like everything yeah, yeah. in life, yeah, in yeah, life, for sure, yeah. I think <laughs> for so. sure, for sure. <laughs> um, have you seen that thing that's like um, that describes the or gives examples of all of the love languages as it relates to like a burrito? <laughs> no. Oh my what? gosh! Wait, let me see if I can look it up really quick. That sounds. I'm really curious yeah, to see how here. this is okay. 
what this is. It's like popped up over social media many a bunch of times. So the five love languages in terms of a burrito. Uh, uh, Words of affirmation. This is a good burrito. Yeah. Acts of service. I made you a burrito. Yeah. Receiving gifts. Here's a burrito. (laughs) Quality time. Let's go get some burritos together. Yes. But then the physical touch one kind of loses me. Physical touch. Arms around a person wrapped in a warm hug like a burrito. Oh, I see. That's cute. So, that's, so I do feel this. Yeah. In the sense that, yeah, food, like, yeah, transcends all of these things. Yeah, I think, like, the food can be all of each of these types of love languages. Um, mm-hmm. Or can be woven in somehow. Um, yeah. You can use food in physical touch, right? Like you can people, also like, physically, like, be touching food with another person, right? Like, hand Yeah, I was something. thinking about feeding someone. That, too. Do I enjoy feeding people? I was thinking... I don't. Well... I feel apathetic about it. I don't... I don't have big feelings about... if. So- I was going to say, if someone wants to be fed by me. And then I was like, when has that happened Ew. in my life? That's not a I thing. I don't like that. That's not a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but also, like, physically feeding, like, children, babies. Right? Oh, yeah. That's um, a huge point of connection, right? Yeah. Or for parents or people yeah, caring for children. Yeah, it's a huge attachment thing. Huge attachment thing. Um, so yeah, that's such an, yeah, such an obvious form of physical touch with food. That makes me think of another thing. Um, and I know we're talking about food, but I, I just, uh, this thought popped up. I wonder how attachment injury and different attachment styles impact people's love languages. Have you seen that TikTok that's like, um, finding out that, your love language is actually what you didn't have as a child. Have you seen those? Um, Based on your facial expression, I'm going to say that's a no. I have. I maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Yeah. I think that I have. Maybe once or twice. But um, yeah, I. Hmm. And like people just coming to this realization of like all of these things being like I did not have that as a kid, and like to well, some you- degree. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that's true, though, for folks who have not processed their attachment injury rather than folks who have a secure attachment? Because if I'm thinking like you and I both have pretty secure attachment yeah. and acts of service and quality time is definitely how our family shows up for each other. Totally. So I think it honestly I think it's good. <laughs> we're fine. We got the two best love languages because we're secure AF. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And I also think it probably just depends on, I think, I don't know what factors really influence love languages, Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's more than just your attachment as a factor. Um, Yeah. Because I'm thinking like physical touch as a love language, like maybe you desire it, maybe it feels good to you and also maybe you have childhood trauma that means you 
are scared of being physically seek touched, it. right? Oh, or you seek but, it because you yeah, yeah, lacked yeah. it or whatever, right? So, like, I can imagine how these things definitely impact whether or not your love languages are you either like lean towards them or lean away from certain ones. Um, so I'm not sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And like <laughs> quality you know time. How we could find out what we could probably just like read that dude's book. <laughs> that's not what i'm here for i have like 15 other books that are much more on my list to read yeah for sure Um, totally yeah but but if other people have read that book please let us know um we would like Mm -hmm. your perspective on that if you have Mm -hmm. one um Mm -hmm. yeah because i was gonna say like quality time could definitely be something like if you didn't have any of it when you're younger like maybe you crave it a lot um, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't crave it at all because you have an avoidant attachment. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Redirecting back to food. Let's not get into too much attachment issues today. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we should talk about attachment at some point. Um, yeah, definitely. I think the food, um, is woven within all of these. And I would say like, like you mentioned before, like our, my truest, uh, love language is food. Mm-hmm. We could be doing any of these things. We, I, you could like show me love in all <laughs> of these ways. If there's food involved, I'm down for whatever. If yeah. you're telling me how bomb this food is, that doesn't make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's words of affirmation around like food. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> love that. But if you're doing these things and food is not involved, I'm I have questions. I'm out. I'm out. I don't really want to be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, cuz here's the thing, I've been around people who like don't um how do I say this? Like to eat very much and I don't really know how to connect with them. Um yeah. And so, like, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, I'm either like thinking about my next meal or I'm currently eating. Uh, so I don't like. What are we doing yeah, yeah. when we hang out if we're not also wanting to eat? Yeah, and or folks, and this is not, you know, this doesn't come from a place of judgment, and or folks who say how much they love food. And then when you get into it, something about like the food that they eat or their relationship with food like falls flat. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God. Yes. I love food. I'm a huge foodie. And then you find out that they're not. Yeah. And all they eat is quinoa. And you're like, what? Why do you eat that? I just, there's so many more things. There's so many more flavors and textures and mm. all like temperatures of food, y'all. There are different, like, come on. Some folks <laughs> only eat, like, I don't understand that. Like, what? Who? Like, salads and sandwiches. Oh, like, yeah, people only cold. eat like, cold foods. Yeah, and I love it. I love sandwiches. I love salads. I salads are some of my one of my favorite types of food, mm-hmm. ever. And 
there are so many more things that exist. Yeah, and then I'm just kind of like, are you not happy? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, that sounds not fun for me. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess that doesn't take into account people who have, like, very strict dietary, like, restrictions. Um, my bad. I'm sorry. And also... That's different. That's different. It's different. It's very different than people who just, like, don't uh, like... A variety of your food. soul's relationship with food and your body's relationship with food are separate and or can be separate there's so much overlap and you need to bring yeah. them together yeah well, I'm thinking <laughs> for folks who have like dietary restrictions and stuff like that right That's like true. I might love 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 food and want to eat all of these things but my body says like I can't I yeah. love like I I love cheese and my body says, no, you don't. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's a lot but of you thought. <laughs> That's true for a lot of people. We... Isn't it so, wild how, like, the older we get, the more intolerable we get towards certain foods? Everything? Yeah. Towards, <laughs> towards everything, everything, yes. <laughs> That's true. Towards food and people. <laughs> <laughs> and life in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... It's not, like, I'm not judging folks who have, who don't have the same relationship with food that we do, right? Yeah. I I just don't understand it. Yeah. And I would like to understand. Like, t- yeah. tell me, what is that? Yeah. Food, uh, like, so many folks that just eat food for fuel and for staying alive rather than, like, enjoyment and, like, like, food brings me so much joy. Oh, yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Where do you find your joy, if not for oh food? Oh, my God. I have half a chocolate cake in my car right now. I totally forgot about that. Half a full cake? <laughs> it's a small one. Oh. I was like, but dang. But it's still... I anyway. hope it's from today. Last night. That's not too bad, I guess. It's in, it's in like, an airtight container. Oh. Where'd you get it? The store. Just, like, regular <laughs> chocolate cake? Yeah. That sounds good. It was. It. I should get it at some point today. Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds yummy. I don't really case. eat cake that much, but, like... I don't either. When people talk about it, I'm like, yeah, cake sounds good, but I don't really crave it. It's not like my favorite thing, but I crave it only around my period. Oh. Um, and that's how my person knows don't fuck with me. I'll be, like, I'll be like, I really could go for some like chocolate lava cake right now. <laughs> and he's like, ding ding ding. Yeah. I hear the words. See, my problem is that like I crave sweets all the time, so it's not an indicator of anything. Like at all. I I specifically crave like warm, gooey Mm. chocolate cake. Like it's a very specific craving. That sounds really good, actually. Doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Fully gonna eat something sweet after we get off of this podcast. I'm so good. It was really good. I popped that shit in the microwave for a few seconds and it was chef's fucking kisses. Oh my god, yeah. I'm going to make some tea, and then I'm going to make some, I don't know. Um, I have crumble in my, <gasps> in my fridge. <laughs> oh, 
Let's all heat up one of those. Damn, I want some crumble. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, crumble is my love language, like a hundred percent. Crumble, <laughs> not necessarily crumble, but cookies. I love cookies. Oh my gosh, I love cookies. I don't too. know what it is. I cookie in every single way, ever. So yeah, good. I I I think I agree with that. I don't get cookies enough though. Mm. I'm realizing. Hmm. 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 I gotta change that. Yeah. Mm. What do we think it says when folks don't value food in this way? I'm gonna I'm gonna be more specific. Um, for folks who only like their relationship with food is for sustenance. I don't mm-hmm. want to, um, like dietary or medical reasons or disordered eating i'm gonna like set those to the side because those are separate conversations right yeah um right when when your relationship with food is solely for sustenance and fuel mm-hmm. what <laughs> what is that <laughs> what how how did you how did we get there and that's <laughs> you know i think part of it is most likely, and I'm not saying this is 100% certain, most likely a lack of connection to culture. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say a lack of melanin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> oh my God. That's, I mean, that is what you said to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but some people who lack melanin do have connection to certain cultural roots. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, there's plenty of white people that like food um, mm-hmm. and value it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, potentially a lack of connection to culture. I also think, like, a sense of not having to had not have having to had rely on food as like your way of building community or connection when you're younger. So like um, really just being privileged and having access to food all the time to like anything mm-hmm. you probably want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't really mean much when you've always, always had access to it. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what? Okay. So I've nannied for a lot of wealthy people, right? They always have access <laughs> To anything right so it doesn't mean much when you can say I want this and just get it right it doesn't mean much when like you don't cook meals together when it's just like always provided to you or you know what I mean I suppose yeah 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 I also I think I mean you brought this up when we were doing our brainstorming and there's something about it that feels hard for me to like um to conceptualize and grasp because my frame is like, if they have so much access to food, why don't they use spices? I know that like, I, but that's, that's a like block the cultural mind. Yeah. You colonized how many countries <laughs> to do nothing to, to use their spices <laughs> for their spices. Britain colonized yeah. India so hard 
so right to for their spices and you don't even none of them (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what that is about and yet and yet right there's another layer to Mm. like um our family like we grew up our mom grew up in the philippines in which they like she grew up in the philippines during a depression where they're really wasn't food and access to resources available, right? Mm -hmm. But somehow you find ways to flavor your food. Right. Right? Well, it's probably because, like, the... Right, like... You get creative when when you have to. Yeah, because the food you do have access to probably doesn't have much, right? It's not, like naturally very flavorful or right it's going to mm-hmm. be like potentially lower quality food um mm-hmm. yeah which oh, so that's yeah, the thing right so right, right 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 right, right? So, so maybe confused. so maybe maybe i am conceptualizing it and i'm getting there to what you're talking about yeah right? is that the access to resources breeds non-creativity Oh my God. Yes. Right. They like don't lack of think. access to resources outside of just food, lack of access to resources, re- like creates and pre- creativity because you have to get creative to survive, mm-hmm. to have some sort of like enjoyment or to have, to create a resource that didn't, ex- doesn't exist otherwise yeah. or whatever, what have you. Yeah. Right. Like I was talking about this at work this week when we were talking, we, we were thinking about like, I recently just transitioned jobs and the new job that I have has a lot more access to resources than where I have been. And coming from a place of nonprofit, you get creative with all of these things that we do in terms of like our everyday jobs, because we just don't have the money right. to get the top tier things that we would ideally want. Yeah. Right. And that like, you have to. Yep. It's so... I, yeah, I discovered it. I just you. I didn't discover it. I didn't there. discover what? shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't discover shit. But I I understand I got now. there. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. And like people who have privilege don't have to think about these things, right? They don't yeah. have to think about ways of being creative because they can just make anything or buy anything. Right? Mm-hmm. Like people who are um like a lot of rich people have people to make their food for them mm-hmm. so when they have to make their own food they're not going to be creative they're not going to know these things right i mean we can even think about like this long history even thinking about like having to search for your own food right and having to literally like go by plant by plant by plant being like is this gonna kill me is this gonna right. kill me? <laughs> can i use this how can yeah. i use this if i can use this are how many different ways can i use this because this is what i have yeah Right. Right. And, and that, folks that just get it, it handed to them don't have to do that. Privilege. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> gonna... So, wait, we got to the point in the episode where I can say that the love languages are racist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I was wondering, like, Two minutes ago, when we were going to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, even what you were saying, that, like, 
you have to be, you have to like gather your food and look for it, right? Or like find ways to be creative. Like that inherently is going to increase your connection and value to this thing that you are yes, putting yeah. in your body, right? Yeah. Because I have it's to meaningful. invest in this meal mm-hmm. in ways that other folks may not have had to, right? right. I had to spend yeah. the time and energy investing in this meal. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think like when you're in communities where other people have different skill sets or can make different things with their foods, like you're going to mm-hmm. value what they bring to the table. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. you can do this. This is not at like, even at like our family parties, I'm like, dang, like who made this? Like, what is everyone's always like, who made this? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm always like, it ain't me, but, <laughs> or sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes it makes yeah. Um, but like even that connection of like, oh my gosh, like you made this. That's words of affirmation. This is so good. Oh yeah, right? for sure. For oh my sure. gosh, I can't believe you made this. Like, how did you do this? And it's like I could never make that. Like, or yeah, I, I mean, you know, I could, but it would be different. It's not the same. Um, <laughs> Tell me why. I definitely, like when I am the person that made it, I'm like waiting for people to ask. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting next to the dish. Like, <laughs> what? I can't believe no one's brought this up yet. <laughs> You're actually passing out the dish to everybody. Um, Did you? Um, I mean, you know someone that does do that in our family. And we'll yes. make sure everybody knows who made oh the thing God. that they're passing out. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I, There's also, I can make what they right. make. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, well. yes, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. oh, anyway, I'm not gonna. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't need to. Um, there's also cultural elements around how we, um, and we and different cultures give thanks for the food that we have, give gratitude towards the food that we have, give gratitude for the land that provides the food and mm-hmm. things like that. Right? Like, there's so many. There's so many other cultural aspects, not just in our family and our community, but in like all over the world, mm-hmm. right? That deeply values food and the ways in which it like doesn't just feed us like, you know, physically, but mm-hmm. like feeds us emotionally and spiritually and like all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. And even food being a gift in and of itself, right? Like I'm thinking not just for us, but like um I dated someone in high school who his family had, this is the wrong, totally wrong word for what I'm describing, but it was like a shrine for the people in their life that passed, you know? An altar? An altar. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't come to me. Um, mm-hmm. You're a bad Catholic. <laughs> uh, I never claimed to be a good one. <laughs> um, but I don't know if they call it an altar in the same way. Um, right. Right. Because they were Buddhist. So I don't know. I don't know enough about. I don't any know of what them. it would be called. Yeah. Um, either way, they always had fruits in the. Oh yeah. In it, right? And I think that's yeah. true for a lot of other cultures too. But um, yeah. that's what the image that comes to my mind. Um, and so, like that being like a gift for like this spiritual connection to um, yeah. these people, right? And so, like, yeah. it's not just for like sustenance for us and like nourishment for us it's for like a connection to the people that we've lost or what have you yeah um and we do that too sorry with like when we make foods in honor of 
people that have died. Like we're carrying on that tradition, right. Of like my parent or my grandparent or this, this recipe has been passed down for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. years. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that is a way of like honoring, like being a person and having culture and life and existing on this planet. Right. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I also think about the ways in which we, um, value food in how do I say like I don't know how to say this succinctly but I'll just give the example like how in Filipino culture on your birthday you are Mm -hmm. supposed to eat pancit yeah you are supposed to eat some sort of noodles Mm -hmm. because that that gives you prosperity for your life dude I wonder what my lifespan is at because I don't think I've eaten enough noodles the past few years wow that's why when we went, you know, we go to breakfast. Uh, wait, did you? Oh, you had arrived right after breakfast on my birthday when I was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You got no. there at like 5 a.m. I just didn't go to breakfast with you. Oh, right, right, right. Because you had a meeting. Um, so like when we got to breakfast, we, we all went to breakfast uh, for my birthday. Our like immediate family. Not all. Yeah. Our immediate family went to breakfast for my birthday. Mom orders lo mein, mm-hmm. as she does. The first thing that she does, because it's my birthday, when she gets her lo mein, is she puts some on the side on the plate and immediately hands it to me. Yeah, Here's your nice. pancet for your birthday. No. Right? So there's like this, um, there's also like, there are like spiritual connections yeah. in, in our community as well to food. Wait, I was with you on my birthday. We didn't eat any noodles. You did not. You did not help me. I know. Live long and prosper. I, well, sorry. No. I uh, we had pizza. I, <laughs> I don't think we were gonna find I noodles I in Joshua Tree. Noodles in Joshua Tree. I'm so sorry. In Twenty Nine Palms or like I don't think we were gonna find noodles worth. They that actually, we're gonna add that, yes. that we're gonna add years to your life. I think they're gonna take them away. Yeah, that's fair. In any case, <laughs> oh my gosh! If you think about it too, right? Just like food is always how we have like shown up for each other in our family system. Um, I mean, in Filipino culture in general, right? Like the first thing when you walk through the door, did you eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you eaten? It, even if you have, you are, you're going to be eating now. Yeah. I, even if I have nothing, even if the only thing I have to offer you is rice, I'm, I'm feeding you. I'm, we are going to share food together or we are going to, I, like, mm-hmm. so there, there will be food. There, yeah. I, we will find the food yeah. even if there is no food. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like when people come over to my place, one of the first things I want to do is walk to the kitchen. Um, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's always, it is the first thing mm-hmm. I do. Oh, dang. It is the first thing I do. I know. Do. I was just thinking about that. Because I'm just like, what do you mean we would like sit down and just like hang out without getting food first? It feels <laughs> or, so... Or like checking in. I like got to check in with the kitchen before I do anything yeah. else. Yeah. That's weird. I would yeah. feel so weird, right? If someone... Yeah. Came into my home and didn't come in, didn't spend any time in the kitchen with yeah. me. 
It's the first thing I do when I go home is walk right into the kitchen. Yeah. It's like, are, are you not planning on staying? Is that why you're yeah. not coming into my kitchen? <laughs> you not like me? Yeah. <laughs> do you, so we're not friends anymore. <laughs> okay. So this is the last time we're hanging out. Okay. All right. So you hate me. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think when I go into the kitchen, it's like, even if I don't end up making them food or anything, I'm just kind of like, could I offer anything? What is there? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it's interesting when people come to my place and they're like, they feel bad for like asking for food or something. Like I had a friend once that was like, I haven't eaten anything. Do you mind if I order food? And I was like, I will make you food. What do you mean? Uh, why would you order yeah, food? I was like, why would you I, order food? food? This is a whole ass house. Yeah. I was like, I will make you something. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, are you sure? I don't want to eat your food. And I was like, what do you mean? My food is for everyone to eat. I yeah. always want people to eat my food unless I, I explicitly don't... say like, don't eat this. Yeah. Cause I'm going to eat that. But like, huh? I just don't get it. And that like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I do find right in um, my relationships in Southern California, even I don't know what it is about SoCal because like none of my friends down here are YouTubes. Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> Um, Thank goodness. Well, not 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 none, but for the most part. Um, but like, I just want them to come over and like let me make you food. And for mm-hmm. some reason, folks feel like that's like a big deal. Like, oh my god, oh, you I made know. all of this, and I'm like, this is a regular meal. Yeah. And yes, it had like eight different components, but that's a regular meal. Yeah. And I don't. It's like they feel like they are putting you out, and that no, what no, it's not hard. Also, it's fun. Yeah, this is why you're yeah. here. This is the only reason I invited you over. Yeah, I literally <laughs> to eat. Literally, just come over to my house to eat. That's, yeah, that yeah. is. You don't have to bring anything. You don't have to like. We don't have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. We could. Like doing the eating is the thing. Yeah. It's the it's the yeah. name is the game. The game is the name. Yeah. <laughs> not a game. Food is not a game. <laughs> <laughs> I no. give you a cookie, you give me a cookie, you give me a cookie, I give you a cookie. <laughs> Once again, can't wait to eat some cookies after this episode. Um but it also like because I don't really enjoy cooking a ton a ton um it's not my way like I will cook for other people Mm -hmm. uh that makes me feel better I don't really care to cook for myself like I've said before um but I really feel cared for when other people cook for me oh that's why our relationship is so amazing because I love cooking for other people And I don't, like, I would prefer to be the person cooking for someone else than someone else cooking for me. Mm-hmm. I would prefer and it to works help someone cook. Yeah. I yeah. would prefer to yeah. say, what do you need from me right now? And help you. Yeah. Rather than actually be the one thinking of all the things to do. Um, yeah. I don't, 
I don't want you to help me. I just want you to also stand in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, I think... just be near the food with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate other people's food more than my own a lot of the time. Not always, mm. but a lot of the time. And so it's just like, it tastes better. And then I love, I'm like, yes, this is the love language because I'm like, genuinely appreciating every aspect of this in a different way. Yeah. Um, whereas like when I just feed myself, I am, it's like, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. It can be good. And I'm also like, now I'm just eating for, to, to survive and it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's certain foods, like I'm going to make Cine Gung this week. And oh my god! I know we were just talking about. Wait, this. I had adobo Ooh. last night. I made adobo last night. It was bomb. Um, so so making sinigang is like yes, this is gonna be so good. I'm gonna enjoy this so much. So looking forward to it. Um, but if I'm just making whatever I'm making tonight, which is like vegetables, meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm gonna make either curry tonight. Oh. mango curry or uh like beef udon and veggies Ooh. yeah yo like one of my friends literally any one of my friends could text me and be like i'm hungry i'm coming over and i'll be like oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> also it's my not favorite. only do i not have to leave the house but like you're gonna like I could make food. <laughs> yes, and it's my favorite thing when someone that you're hanging out with just randomly asks, "Do you want, are you hungry?" Yes, uh-huh. thank you. Uh-huh. Let's go. Always, always. always even if I'm not, I want to go get food with you. I want to yeah. enjoy that experience. I will go with you to get food. I don't need to eat. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> my my friend Molly and I went the other like last week or the week before. I can't remember. Um, we had plans to just go hang out by the water at a park. We were like, oh yeah, we can bring some like drinks and maybe a little bit of snacks. We each showed up with a whole ass cooler, (laughs) each of us (laughs) with drinks and enough food to feed like, like two other people besides us. (laughs) And we were like, well, I brought this and then this and then this. It was like the clown car of of coolers of just like pulling out all of the food. Yeah. It was great. I almost always when I've hung out with one of my friends during summer, we would like meet up and go to the park and I'd be like, I brought snacks. (laughs) I always pull out like a few different snacks. Even if we don't eat it, I'm like, at least it's there. Right. At least it's it's like, it's an it's options, but it's also like, this is my offering to you. This is my contribution yes. to like how much I care. And, and I thought about you and like what yeah. our time is going to be like together. Yeah. yeah. And if other people bring snacks for me, I'm like, yes, show up. Let's go. Yeah. Do you also think there is a level of, in terms of food being a love language, right? That there is a level of intimacy and vulnerability when someone when you eat in the presence of another human. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Right? Like, That's why I would rather not eat on a first date. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know you yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. No, we don't need to share a meal. No, we don't. I don't need to be with you that long. Yeah, unless the and date's like, going you well. Don't need to see me. Yeah, you don't need to see me mm-hmm. eat. Unless, That's weird. Yeah. That's why you do 
drinks or something light or casual for the first date. And yes, then if it's yeah, going yeah. well, you can say, want to get some food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's yeah. going well, you're like, oh, wow. These drinks are making me hungry. Mm-hmm. Want to get are some. Are you also hungry? And if they're like, ah, nah, you're like, date's over. I'm going to go get some food. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, food is a good gauge for like how much you are willing to be, uh, intimate or vulnerable with another person or just how much you feel like you can open up to them in that way right yeah a big part of who you are um yeah why is eating food in front why is eating food in front of another person vulnerable though like I get why it can be intimate I guess but vulnerable I I feel like I I I know I'm the one that said it and I agree because I said it and Mm -hmm. there's something I'm like but why is it that way and I keep coming up with uh like examples or like metaphors uh but it doesn't explain it like what like okay so yes eating is <laughs> like okay like in new girl how when Jess and Nick get together and Nick is like changing um into his pajamas yeah and she's like, uh, you like we've already done this, and he's like, no, it's different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's different. That's <laughs> like I eat all the time, and sharing a meal together, or like that's it's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is different. Here's here are my thoughts. <clears throat> One. There's a sense of safety mm-hmm. with people when you share a meal together. Um, a sense of like, I don't, look, my mind is mount- bouncing around in a lot of different directions, but actually one of my first thoughts was um, food has become less of a culture of just survival from like, you know, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You probably ate in front of anyone. Cause you're trying to live and right. survive. Right. Um, but now it's become more of, it's been shamed, right? It's been like our, our bodies have been shamed. Our relationships with food are shamed. Right. So I think in order to, in some ways feel okay eating with people, you have to feel kind of safe and know that this person isn't going to judge me or what I eat or how or I eat what I eat or what, or what I, I yeah. look like when I'm eating mm-hmm. yes exactly like right? I look like a damn fool while I'm chewing something mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah exactly. that's true so that's there's true. a now there's more of a culture of like properness too um, oh yeah around food so like yeah and that all of so much of this comes with like privilege of course um mm-hmm. So I'm thinking how much just the the social norms and expectations and ways that we engage with food in general have shaped our ability to feel safe with other people while we're eating, you know? That's mm-hmm. why people eat so much in private versus other, right? Um, you'll find people waking up late at night eating alone, right? Because they feel safer mm-hmm. eating alone. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Right. Sometimes when we go out to eat, people might be more choosy about what they choose to eat in front of certain people that they're with. Okay. So 
That also, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I. Yes, <laughs> do you do you get it? <laughs> Have you ever experienced this as a human? Uh, Rachel, <laughs> um, I am a mid-sized person in the U.S. with body dysmorphia. I why I get it too much. I think. Yeah. yeah I need no, I, I need to get it a little less. <laughs> example when we did talk about like body dysmorphia right and um and like fat phobia of that tiktok of that person who she was like as a curvy person or as a fat person i'm not sure what language she used right like if i go out with my friends and like i want a slice of pizza i can only have a slice of pizza if everyone else mm-hmm. in my friend group is also wanting pizza right because yeah, yeah. if i am in a group of people who are also eating then we are just a bunch of friends who are enjoying each other and eating. But if yeah. I am the only person eating, I am then the fat person that couldn't control themselves. Yeah. Um, and yes, people do shame you, not just for eating, right? For like we mentioned, like what you eat, how you eat, what you look like when you're eating, et cetera. There is so much, mm-hmm. there's so much to be perceived. Yeah. Right. Um, Let's talk about burgers and chicken nuggets. I know I wasn't <laughs> going to talk about it, but I have so many feelings about it. Yeah. And this was a good segue. I am the conversational so there- segue. So. <laughs> Equestrian. Equestrian. You're welcome. <laughs> the, there is, along the lines of food being vulnerable in terms and intimate in terms of like going on a first date, there's also like even there is acceptable within the US context, right? Or within a within a white context, let's just name that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ex- only there are acceptable junk foods, acceptable yeah. naughty foods. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone is fucking obsessed with chicken nuggets. Who? I mean, of course. First like, of all. I get it. I okay, I get it. Yeah. Chicken nuggets are great. They are. And have you not noticed over the last few years this like huge boom in like I love me some chicken mm-hmm. nuggies. Yeah, because I'm they're cutesy now. Nuggets. Yeah, they're cute. I'm yeah. quirky. I love chicken nuggets. I'm not like other girls. I'm I eat chicken nuggets. I eat chicken nuggets. craving chicken nuggets. Yeah, whatever. Right? Did you ever eat in your childhood, though? Let's be honest. Right, right. And let me be the first to say that when I... Well, I can't be the first. I'm going to be the first. It's <laughs> about April. me. It's a person to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, When I... When we were growing up, um, when we went to McDonald's and McDonald's was like a special thing for us yeah. growing up, right? It was like such a treat for us growing up. Um, um, my go-to meal was not chicken nuggets. It was a fucking Big Mac. Yeah. Burgers are so good and they are not accepted as like a cutesy fun, like junk food mm-hmm. because you don't look cutesy eating a burger. No. Cause they're messy. They're so Good. Yeah, I, would I love say burgers. burgers are one of my favorite foods ever. Really? 
I don't eat them at like that often because I feel pretty upset after not emotionally but like physically (laughs) pretty upset after yeah (laughs) like my stomach feels really heavy after but I love them so much yeah yeah they're really good and like I think I crave a burger pretty regularly it's in my rotation for sure yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. There's another. Um, there are layers. There's so, there's like a category of socially acceptable, quote unquote, unhealthy foods. I don't want to call them like outright unhealthy foods because I don't like really like that language, but that's what it is, right? Yeah. Chicken nuggets, tacos. People are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love tacos. That doesn't make you different. No, but you I live really in SoCal. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> We're right by the border. Yeah. Come on. There's only tacos. What <laughs> do <They're> you mean? <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm so, oh my God, I love tacos. We really bond over this. Okay, but yeah. for real, I tell people about that Chilariano taco from City Tacos. Oh, from City time. Tacos? Yeah. I think about okay. it probably once a week. I definitely just had City Tacos. Oh, I hate you. And yesterday was near another location and we were going to go, we were getting food at another restaurant and I was like, well, if it doesn't work out here, City Tacos is right next door. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta come back down there. Um, Um, Yeah, so tacos, um, chicken nuggets, there was one else that popped into my head. Um, uh, What is it? Like anything, I feel like that's like small, small yeah. and cutesy. You can yeah. eat multiple of it's sizes, and they think it is. Yeah, it is, and it's like people aren't like, oh, I was thinking like when people, um, whenever people hear that we're Filipino, and then they're like, oh my god, I love lumpia. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> if I that shit so much. And it's always, yeah. people always go for the small, cutesy, like, finger foodie mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Right? As a point of connection within food. Yeah, right? they do. Well, people aren't coming up to you being like, I love Nilaga. Yeah. Because they don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine someone, <laughs> some, someone saying that to you? I'd yeah, like, I have had people no. be like, I have had people be like, no, I'm not like those people that love lumpia. I love Dina Goan. And you're like, oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> like, <Stop>. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't really eat Dina Goan. Um, it's not my favorite meal. Uh, but I also know many, many, you know, in our family, people that love it. Yeah, yeah, I just, it's not my, I don't, I can't get past it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you notice that? That there's like this running theme of like, I'm, yes, it's the, it's the folks that are like, I love food. Yeah. But they like only have Mrs. Dash seasoning in their cupboards. Yeah. And, and it's. A superficial love for food, it feels like. Um, yeah. I think that's what's weird is that, like, the their mm, effort to make a connection 
with food and other people in this way does feel very much not on a deeper level. Um, yeah. And it feels as though the lens of which they like food through is a lens of health, skinny, whiteness, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. if that's the way that you engage with food as a whole, then I don't know that I can get on board with that. And I, yeah, I say that as someone who's like a picky eater. I'm a okay, picky eater. Actually, <laughs> God damn it, Rachel. What? You sequestrian because I just was going you to sequestrian. going to bring this up yeah. as a change of subject yeah. and you just flowed right into it I was going to be like dang there's no way for me to like smoothly <laughs> go into this to ask this question yeah. but now there is how I my question for you yeah. is um because I don't relate to this really I, yeah. I have never been a picky eater yeah. um when did you begin to love food when we were growing oh. up, you yeah, you were a picky eater. I wouldn't call you a picky eater now. Mm -hmm. No, I'm I'm much less of a picky eater now. I'm much more open to trying new things. I think a big reason why I used to be a picky eater is because texture. I have like a textural thing that mm. I think now I'm more acknowledging in my adulthood. Um, but mm -hmm. there are some textures that I could not get past and still cannot do. Um, mm -hmm. and it could mm -hmm. be like a vegetable, right? I'm just like, this is, why do I, am I, what, this isn't weird. And yet, mm -hmm. right. Um, when did I begin to love food? That's a really good question. I've never thought about it. I would say. You've never thought about this? Like when I began to love food, I've never thought about like the timing of it. Um, or just like the way, like what what brought you not like when like chronologically necessarily but like what brought you to shifting your relationship with food hmm. developing and like a love for food mm. I keep coming to somewhere towards after high school and I'm not entirely sure why I would say that part of it is because my willingness to try different foods started opening up, shifting. I would also say because I was more responsible for thinking about it more intentionally. Um, so like, especially after, during college and stuff, less so because I was very broke. So I didn't spend a lot of time, I was broke and tired and didn't like cooking in the kitchen at home. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So that I think made it challenging for me to want to like do interesting things with food or whatever. I want to say during that time though, I spent more time baking or trying new recipes after college. So maybe when I had more time off, um, and was at home more. But I honestly think now it's been since I've moved out and lived on my own. Um, mm -hmm. And part of that is because I think my relationship to myself and my body has shifted as well. 
um, mm. during these years um, mm. as I've gotten older. So I think I also, I've always loved, here's the thing. I've always loved Filipino food mm-hmm. and certain types of foods. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now because I'm more open to a lot of different foods and I'm, I have to find ways to intentionally bring food into my new friendships and spaces mm-hmm. and communities I'm trying to build here. Um, mm-hmm. that, that all of these different factors have shifted for me, my love for food and my relationship to it. Um, mm. so it's, uh, it's a lot of different things. So at different times, it's probably propelled me forward depending on what shift is happening in any given like year or moment, you know? That's interesting. One time when you were in <laughs> preschool or kindergarten, I can't remember what grade, around that time, you brought home one single spear of asparagus. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Do you remember this? Oh, this was later. Oh, was it? Yeah. I want to say... Maybe like third grade, actually. It might have been closer to like third or fourth grade or fifth grade. Because yeah. um, I don't honestly home. remember much of anything younger than third or fourth grade. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't. That's awesome. Me too. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, you brought one single <laughs> sphere of asparagus, and you were very excited about this. You were so excited about it, and you were like, I, this is a, an asparagus, <laughs> and I like asparagus, basically. <laughs> but, like, you were, like, coming out to us as a Filipino, <laughs> like, within a Filipino family being like, I need to tell you something. I like a vegetable. <laughs> that's, that's real. And that, that's, you, look. Anyway, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um. And then you made mom buy asparagus from the store. Yeah. And what happened? No one ate it. <laughs> no one ate it. You didn't even eat it, girl. <laughs> it went bad. And mom was like, why did I buy this dang thing? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think I actually started liking asparagus until later, like much later, too. Yeah. So yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I didn't. My, my reason for liking asparagus or bringing one I don't even know where I got it I want to say it was like a field trip yeah I don't know why though I don't I don't remember I don't remember why but I got it during a school day and um I didn't it was a funny name it was (laughs) a weird vegetable I didn't understand it (laughs) and Here's the thing. I had never heard of it. Like, we don't eat asparagus. It's not a thing we would eat, right? So it was exciting for me to be like, oh, my gosh, this is such a cool thing. Um, It it was incredibly endearing. Who ate asparagus as a 10-year-old? As, like, a tiny human that, like, didn't speak much, right? Like, you just came into the house with so much enthusiasm about this not even a bunch of asparagus one (laughs) single spear of asparagus that's what gets me is you were holding it like it was like you just came from Ollivander's and found your first wand it was I have it (laughs) and you know what that was the last time I was excited about anything (laughs) 
So last time I experienced excitement. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. I don't know why that just popped into my head. Because I was just thinking about you being like this really picky eater. Yeah. And like the one time as a child that you were like, I'm branching out. I'm doing something new. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. And then it just like. That excitement and that curiosity faded so yeah. quickly. Yeah, that sounds like me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. We should wrap up soon, but I want to ask you when you realized that you love food. Um, I think when. Ooh, I think I have. Definitely always loved food. I have always... Uh, have I always... It feels like... I don't know if this is true. It feels like I have always... Yeah, I have always wanted to like be in the kitchen and cooking. I have always yeah. enjoyed cooking. Um, I remember having gotten in trouble... For like trying to flip a pancake or put a pancake back and I burnt myself on the stove one time. Um, oh, that's how I have that scar on my finger because I insisted when I was three years old on opening um, a corned beef can, the one that had the, like, the oh, key. Yeah. And I, that's when I sliced my finger and had to <laughs> go to the emergency room. Oy. So I guess like I have, I don't know a time in which I haven't loved food yeah um I will say that my relationship with food changed pretty changed around towards the end of high school um I was a vegetarian for a small chunk of time um and because we grew up in a family that didn't really eat vegetables because not because I mean, we can talk about it at a different time, but we didn't really eat vegetables like that. And I like felt like I needed to like, that's how I was going to like force myself to learn how to like vegetables. Yeah. Um, what really got me into eating like really whole meals that had like so many different like flavors and textures and spices and all of these things was I found arugula. <laughs> Yeah, you love that. I I love arugula. And I remember it was specifically this, like, arugula salad that came with, uh, I think, like, blue cheese and pears and this white balsamic uh, dressing. Mm. And I fucked with that salad. (laughs) And I still make versions of that salad. I just had a version of that salad just before we got onto this like thing just before we started um recording i had you are um, an arugula salad with nectarines and walnuts and tomatoes avocado a balsamic that i made that sounds really good like this like this like basil and cracked pepper chicken sausage it was bomb dude what that sounds good yeah so i think like i don't know what about it like i love arugula and like, that was like unlocked this like gateway you. into yeah. into it was it was my gateway vegetable into <laughs> like really good food yeah yeah mm. yeah, yeah you like that you really like arugula. i love it i love it i also went through a period of making like this five cheese mac and cheese when 
I don't know where you were, but I <laughs> made it like eight times, like in a period of like a few months. Like I made it like a good amount, that and sounds, I was, ugh. I would die. Now. <laughs> oh, that sounds really yummy. Uh. Yeah. It was baked too, and had like a panko breadcrumb cheese topping. It was bomb. Wow. When are you coming to Portland so you can cook for me? Oh yeah, I need. I do need to cook. What? Just come. It's easier if you come here. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll cook for you wherever, but it's easier if you come here. <laughs> You haven't been here in forever. I know. I just got a new job. What do you want from me? I can't leave. Well, fine. Anyway. I accept that for now. All right. (laughs) So, we've talked about a lot. We've ranted about a lot. I didn't think we would have this much to say. I didn't think either. When we started this, I was like, I have so much to say about this. And then when we did the outline, I was like, maybe I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Those are all my thoughts. (laughs) Um, But I had a lot. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, Honestly, the only thing I want to say is that my mouth is like watering from all the food talk we've been having. Yeah, me too. I just ate and I'm hungry again. I can't wait to make dinner. And eat my cookies. So that's all I've got. That's my final thought. All right. Well, thanks once again for your wasting your time with us. If you like what we're saying, feel free to show us on Venmo. Please follow, share, and hit us up with your thoughts. We hope you join us for our next session.